passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Um, the Nuggets did play the Minnesota Timberwolves probably for the first time in a long time where the Nuggets were not on the second night of a back-to-back. And it's funny because Michael Malone actually mentioned that last night in the post-game presser where he was like, I mean, this is the first time we've played them all season without it being our, you know, the second night of a back-to-back for us. You know, so I thought that was interesting that, you know, he even made mention. I thought it was just kind of just us kind of joking around on the Internet, although it is true. Um, but of course the Nuggets absolutely destroyed the Minnesota Timberwolves last night. Uh, Jack, what were your thoughts just in the first quarter? We obviously saw the Nuggets had a 30 point lead in the first quarter and Michael Porter Jr. with 19 first quarter points. One, what were your thoughts on just the overall feel of the first and what were your thoughts on MPJ, man? Yeah. I mean, you, you love to see it. I I really like, I think, cause I, I think it was about, 17 to 14 something around that ballpark and then they went on a 36 to to two runner or some numbers very close to that but loved to see it it was was a little i mean not concerned obviously it's it's the, like the first five minutes of the first quarter but it was just like all right they're picking up it a little bit slow curious how they're going to respond to that especially with everybody in but uh, everybody in but murray so it was really good to see just the team play as, as the cohesive unit they've been playing as all season, but in this, it seemed like more of an elevated version than it had before. So, I mean, they tied the series with the Timberwolves. I know mm-hmm. the first two wins with or the, the two Timberwolves wins, wins were off of back to back. So <laughs> kind of a mic drop night for the, for the nuggets at the end there, which I really enjoyed, but you know, I love to see Concar. He was doing good. I, I mean, all the, all the bench was performing very positively. I, I really, everybody on the court, I was I was impressed with. There was no one that was really disappointing me. So it was good to see. Absolutely, Nelson, talk to us. What were your thoughts on on just the overall feel of that game last night? 
Um, same as Jack. I mean, um, I think it just shows from the MPJ standpoint, like this dude has not reached his ceiling. Um, and I really wish um, that he would incorporate um, some kind of a, you know, a, a more consistent um, drive to the basket kind of game where it's not just all perimeter because he's six foot 10, six foot 11. I mean, it's hard to guard that big of a shooter. And I love the fact that he was on fire and he was carrying the team and um, it wasn't just him, but um, just loved the potential that he showed last night. Like that's who he can be really on a night in and night out basis. Um, I thought other people definitely contributed. I thought it was one of Aaron Gordon's better games. Um, the Joker does his thing, you know, triple-double in the first first half. First half, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is insane, number 95, I believe, um, for his career. And, um, yeah, just an incredible show out. I mean, what I think we heard from Minnesota was, oh, yeah, we wouldn't mind seeing the Nuggets in the playoffs. And I think this pretty much just shut them up. Yeah. And I, it was a statement game for Denver after getting beat by 30 points. They they had a, a mindset that they weren't going to be denied and they were going to show out. Mm -hmm. uh, and they did. And so that was fun. It's fun to see a blowout every once in a while where you can just kind of go... <sighs> Absolutely. Relax. Chill. Absolutely. Yeah. No, nah, it was it was fun. It was it was such a fun game to watch. And um, you know, you were you were just seeing it early, just like you mentioned, Nelson. It you could kind of tell that the team just had that mindset, like you guys embarrassed us. I understandably, you know, we didn't have anybody playing in that game, but at the end of the day, it's still an ego thing, right? It's still a all right. Let me let me show you what it is. And of course, the Nuggets were even without Jamal Murray still, but Nikola Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., I mean, KCP hitting shots, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown. I mean, everybody contributed. Obviously, Aaron Gordon, like you mentioned. Um, but I'll tell you, my biggest surprise last night was probably Ish Smith, right? Because I think he got he got a decent amount of minutes, and it was the pace that he was moving with the ball on both sides of the ball. And I do believe that he actually got the defensive player of the game chain. I do believe he got that last night because I think Michael Malone uh, mentioned that in the presser because I think they asked him about the defensive player of the game. And he said, you know, Aaron Gordon and, um, you know, KCP are always in the running. But he said the way that um, that Ish Smith played on both ends of the floor, you know, last night and just the way he was just contributing in, in different ways – um, he thought that that was just excellent. So he gave him the defensive player of the game chain, which I thought was really cool. Um, but it, it really did kind of show that, listen, Ish Smith can still play, man. I understand he's a journeyman. He's been on, what, 13 teams, which is, what, maybe an NBA record, I believe. Um, but he can play. He can absolutely play. And, you know, I think that in itself kind of it lessens the blow of this whole bone situation that's been going on because, of course, um, you know, you guys have been seeing it too where – different players are coming out in in defense of bones especially michael porter jr um because he's saying listen man i don't want him to be traded you know I, he, you know he's saying i want him to still be on his team that's one of his best friends um and his best teammates and stuff and i saw even deandre jordan 
uh, made mention of that situation as well. You know, just saying, listen, our job right now is just to make sure that he's comfortable and while he's here. Um, you know, so so that, that whole situation, I think uh, we are coming up to the trade deadline, which is tomorrow. Um, so, of course, I think it's it's an interesting time as a Nuggets fan. It's because we see how amazing the team is playing, but there's still something to say where it's like they could still get even better, you yeah. know, and, and we will find out tomorrow um, what direction this team is going to go in. I mean, I think I think there will be a trade. Um, I think I think a trade is is going to happen tomorrow. Um, I do see that that Bones has been gaining a lot of interest from and I, I mentioned a couple teams um, like even last week we were talking about it. But I saw maybe I thought Toronto, I think the Toronto Raptors were looking at at Bones as well as the Chicago Bulls, the ones that were mentioned, I think, by Mike Singer. I think he was the one who reported on those two teams. Um, and of course, you know, there's other teams that have not been made mention. And you already know what it is. The day of the trade deadline is such an exciting day. Yeah. Um, so we will. That's why they kind of have trade deadline shows and all these different things happening. Um, so just before we, we we get on the topic of LeBron James, because I think we, we do have to discuss what amazing thing he did do last night. Um, obviously, with the trade deadline coming up tomorrow, do you guys have any just final thoughts, anything that that you think? Um, could happen tomorrow. I know we've talked about this a couple of times, but you know, things change as different reports come out. And um, there is, there is one there and for me, I'll tell y'all, I I'm starting to really like the idea of a nice trade with the Chicago bulls um, because I think they have a couple pieces that I think could really help the nuggets. If, if the nuggets could somehow, somehow find a way to get Caruso and Drummond, I think those two right there shore up something for the Nuggets going into the playoffs that I think n- not a lot of teams and those guys are not expensive players for real. Yeah. You know, they are absolutely acquirable. Right. So um, those that would probably be my favorite team to to because I think Caruso fits. He fits exactly what the Nuggets are doing right now. These guards who can kind of play three and D and he reminds me of, of more of a polished version of Christian Brown. Um, that's kind of how I feel about him and Drummond. I mean, the other night Drummond had 21 points, 15 rebounds, I believe two blocks, two steals in like 18 minutes. It was like, he can still play. Right. And if you have that coming off the bench for you, come on. I think that that helps us a whole lot. So, um, so Nelson, I'm going to start with you here. Um, obviously, with the trade deadline coming up tomorrow, what are your thoughts on just what could potentially happen? So um, again, what I heard today was um, three teams interested in him: uh, one, New Orleans; uh, two, Minnesota. Um, Minnesota, what a great organization! Um, oh, that's another sport. Um, Let's see. And then the last one being Toronto. So first of all, if I'm a general manager, my golden rule is not to trade him within the conference. So I would take out Minnesota and New Orleans. Definitely the division. Like, don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) If um, Chicago's in the mix with those two players, I I think that would be wonderful. I heard some other ramblings that they were interested in Cam Reddish from um, the New York Knicks this week. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I also, um, there's another Twitter, Twitter follower, follower her who said on uh, about Toronto, um, Precious, um, Precious Akamba, Achua, Achua if yeah. That's, if I'm not butchering his name too bad, <laughs> he actually only makes two million a year, and so that would be an easy one for one trade. 
Um, and then the kid from Indiana that, that Toronto also has, we'd have to package something else to get him. But any one of those two players, even Cam Reddish, I'd be fine with. I'd be fine with Caruso. Um, he doesn't bring that scoring element, but he brings other intangibles. Uh, Drummond would be great. I'd be happy to see him on the team. He's 285 pounds, so he's just a beast under the glass. Um, any of those guys would be fine. The bottom line is actually in seeing Bones on the sideline, I, it, it actually makes me sad yeah. that we're yeah. going to lose him it in does. some way. Mm -hmm. It just um, It's too bad it's come to this because – he is a young person. I mean, mm -hmm. you're going to make mistakes when you're young. We've talked about this. It just is unfortunate because I do see a bright future for this young man. And he is really likable. Um, mm -hmm. So all the other crap that's gone on, I just think it's unfortunate that we're at this place. Um, I, I really wish that there was a way for him to stay. But again, yeah. I think last night proves it again. They don't even put him in the rotation. If you don't put him in the rotation, you're basically saying, hey, he's gone. Right. Um, so that's my take. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yeah, absolutely. Jack, talk to us. What are your thoughts leading up to the trade deadline tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. I, You know, similarly to Nelson, just all the prospects you said are, are kind of still the front runners. So those would be my go-to guys as well that don't really have to elaborate on that. But I just think that, or actually I do have a question for you guys is what, what do you say happens if there's no trade? I, I obviously we think bones is gone, but what is your opinions? If the nuggets don't make any moves, are you really disappointed? Are you just kind of like, Oh, that's a bummer. Like what, what are your thoughts on that? Ooh, Nelson. You, you, you I'm happy if he stays. Yeah. I mean, just be honest with you. Like, I, that's what I want. Yeah. Like, I don't want those other players. Um, he's a young player, ascending player. He's got some things to learn. Um, but, you know, his teammates like him. Um, I, I know the fans like him. And I would like to see him stay if there's any way possible. So I think that's a great question, Jack. Yeah, yeah, I 100% I agree. Um, and I think, you know, I've made some like definitive statements even on Twitter and stuff because it's kind of like, you, in my opinion, it, it doesn't look like there's a situation where he does stay solely mm -hmm. because of the way that the team has handled him over the past yeah. couple of games, right? And I think that's just a logical view on it. Um, if do I want Bones to stay? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 think, I think if we can find a way to to get past the trade deadline bones is still on the team and he just you know buys into everything that's happening then 
that's another weapon that we can use in the playoffs, right? Because he he's obviously talented. I think the biggest issue has always been, especially as of late, because I don't know if you guys have seen the um, the worst defenders in the league list. Like there was one that just came out and it was like the top 15 worst defenders in the league. There were three names that stood out to me on that list. Bobo, Will Barton, and Bones Highland. Three of the top 15 guys is obviously guys that we know very well, right? Yeah. Um, Bobo was more of a surprise to me because, you know, I guess to me it's like, I mean, I, I guess he, I see him play some level of defense, but I think, you know, for me right now, it's still kind of like just effort when it comes to Bobo. He's one of those guys that has all the talent in the world. And it's another situation, obviously, with us talking about Bones, right? Yeah. He is he is absolutely talented. Absolutely. Like nobody can deny that he has ridiculous talent. It's just you have to have when you got a player like that, they have to buy in. They have to buy into what you're doing, um, not just offensively, not just shooting 30, 30 five plus feet jump shots you gotta you gotta get down and dirty on the defensive end as well right you know one of the biggest things where like we could look at a player like Nikola Jokic right Mm -hmm. obviously he's not perfect defensively in no stretch of the imagination like nobody can say that he's perfect defensively but the thing that we are seeing with with Jokic is consistency look at what we've talked about you know you're seeing the trolls online talking about efficiency merchant and all these weird terms for Jokic like that's supposed to be a bad thing if he's efficient that means he's good it's really that simple um so that's what i that's what i see for bones honestly i think if the if the nuggets don't make any trades overall not just bones but if they don't make any trades yeah. at all it would be it would be interesting but i wouldn't be too surprised only because the Nuggets have been playing so well, right? And I think yeah. maybe in their minds, you know, from like a Calvin Booth perspective, stuff like that, they might be saying, hey, listen, let's not move too many pieces because it could affect, you know, just the chemistry and the vibe that's happening right now. So I wouldn't be surprised either way, but I would still kind of be like, mm, nah, I still think they could have made a couple moves here and there. So uh, to yeah. question your point, though, what what would you say if they don't trade Bones and but to your point, how how they want to keep it moving? How how does that how does that look? How does he stay on the roster? Like right. how did, how does that because because I know like you like we've mentioned the players love him, so it's not like they have to sell him back to the team because right. he isn't a team issue. But what would you say? Like is it awkward? Like how awkward is it? And how much does that affect the overall winning? Right. No, I, I'll be honest. I mean, just just from a fan's perspective, it'll no. definitely be awkward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it'll be awkward. So yeah. I can't imagine what it'll feel like in the locker room because yeah. you know you, you, i think when all this stuff first started you're you're paying even more attention to the body language on the bench mm-hmm. like every time they pan over to the bench i'm like hold on let me see what bones is doing is he smiling <laughs> yeah, is he clapping yeah, yeah. is he happy yeah you know um and we'll also talk about that that so a, like a bench thing real soon because we're gonna talk about the whole lebron thing and it's something i saw last night that a lot of people oh, talked yeah. about on espn oh yeah um but yeah i mean you you honestly it will definitely be awkward yeah um but honestly it'll come down to be it'll come down to him and michael malone whatever that relationship is um because it seems like you know bones is supported by a lot of the players on the team you know which is fine you know um but we have to see michael malone get back to that point where he believes that bones can be a main contributor on this team because as you already know we talked about like mpj in his first couple years i know he was injured and stuff like that yeah when he started to play he was still essentially in the doghouse you know and he had to earn that time earn that time like his dad had to mention all mention some stuff and yeah you know so i guess it really it really comes down to 
Michael Malone and his trust. But yeah. in terms of the players and how they move forward, I truly believe it will be awkward at first. But um, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, it's a business and it's also something where they got to be able to get past it. If he's still yeah. on the team and he, be, he goes back into into the rotation, you guys got to sit down and be like, all right, cool. He's on a team. Let's do yeah. it. You know, that that's all a team thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's how I am too. Like I'd welcome him back with open arms, and I think the fans would too. But it's just it, I I just don't know how he'd get back to where he was before they benched him because of the awkward, like because of Malone's distrust, and so right. it'd be very interesting. But one one thing I did want to point out before we're done with with Minnesota and all that, it was the highest scoring quarter ever in Nuggets history. 49, right? Yep, 49. Ooh. Highest assist in a quarter in franchise history was 16. Wow. Most assists in the NBA in a, for the season in one game. And then was the fourth. 44? Yep. And then the fourth fastest triple double in NBA history with Jokic. So just wanted to throw, I know I'm the stat guy. I want to throw some stats out there. And uh, <laughs> what, it's funny because actually, even one more stat. Uh, I looked at while you were talking about defensive, uh, the worst defenders, I looked up a list right. and Malik Beasley and Austin Rivers are also on it. So, <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> so you know, like they don't, they don't catch a break with that stuff. But, um, but yeah, it's just wanted to, the fans to know too how much history they were making with that with that crazy blowout. That that was that was. Thank you, Jack. Yeah, Jack, stats man. man. <laughs> stats. Um, yeah, and then on the bones thing, really quickly, just to wrap that up. Like, yeah. I think everybody's growing up in the room. And, um, like, I, I don't think it would take that much work to get it back to the point where it was before. True. So, um, if you think about that, like, I really believe that they could work that out. That, yep. that to me is yep, the agreed. least of my, I mean, I think bones is also thinking about, look, this is a championship team. Yeah. You know? I'm thinking like this kid's on the bench. He's like, what a great fan base. I've got all these players that love me. Like, you know, fans love me. I'm in a championship little um, situation right now with this team. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to get back in the good graces of the coach. I think that's all doable stuff. And I think bygones be, be bygones. We move on and do that. I don't think that's going to happen. But that's my, you know, kind of glorious outtake to what could right. be um, possible if everybody was able to just get past it and move on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's you know, we'll see. We got in 24 hours, we will know. We will yeah. know yeah. If, if Bones is still on a team. We'll know how the team has to adjust. And, you know, we will go from there. But. 